All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the RS Sports Podcast. This is our first NBA show uh, of the season, uh, the new se- the, the new NBA season, I should say. Um, so if you are joining us on our YouTube uh, live stream, I'll, be, I'll have the live chat up uh, for the show. I'll be able to respond to some viewers' comments. Um, if you are not watching on YouTube, you, um, you can find it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we greatly appreciate it here at the RS Sports Podcast. Uh, we're, we love all the support. Um, you know, since I start since I started this um, a couple months ago, I've gotten so much support from uh, family and friends. Um, so it's great to keep this going. Uh, like I did say, this is going to be our first NBA show um, of the new season. But before I do get into some NBA topics, uh, I do have some very sad news to share with you guys. Um, it's a it's a very somber day, um, not only in the baseball world but in the sports world, as uh, baseball legend Tommy Lasorda has died at the age of 93. Um, he transcended the world of sports. Um, and they, and needless to say, this is just a great loss uh, for the sports community. He uh, Tommy Lasorda was with the Dodgers for 71 seasons. Um, I believe he, oh, he was uh, one of the most famous managers to ever um, manage a team in baseball. He was one of the greatest baseball personalities, one of the greatest sports personalities uh, we've seen in a very long time. Um, you know, oftentimes when I hear um, of people talking about Tommy Lasorda. Uh, they say, you know, when you think of Dodger baseball, you think of Tommy Lasorda. Um, I would take that a step further and say, when you think of baseball itself, you can't talk about baseball without mentioning a name like Tommy Lasorda. Um, and that's how big he was uh, to not only the baseball community, but the sports world. Uh, so this is a great loss um, for everyone in the sports world. We mourn the death of Tommy Lasorda at age 93. Uh, Tommy, I think I can speak for the sports world, uh, when we say we love you, we will miss you, um, and uh, rest in peace, Tommy. Um, you'll never be forgotten um, for those of us that not only love baseball but love sports. Um, so moving on uh, from that topic, I just did want to throw that out there just because, you know, I know a lot of people are saddened by it. Uh, it just happened today. Um, but moving on, we're going to move into our NBA topics. Now we're going to move on with our scheduled, uh, our scheduled show. And... And you know the NBA has been in uh, been in season for the for two weeks now. Um, I know I haven't gotten shows to see because of the holidays and everything. Took a little bit of a break there, um, but I do want to first talk about the MVP race uh, right now in the NBA season as it stands. Two weeks in, I know you know it, this this is going to change a lot probably uh, throughout the entire season, um, but this is where it stands right now. So our MVP race number one, we got LeBron James, twenty four point two points per game right now in the season. 8.6 rebounds per game, 7.9 assists per game, one steal per game. At number two, we got Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic, 27.6 points per game, nine rebounds a game, eight assists per game, one steal per game. At number three, and this is this is surprising. This is surprising to me. I don't know if it's going to be surprising to you guys. Paul George, number three in the uh, in the MVP race, 24.6 points per game, 6.5 rebounds per game. 4.8 assists per game, and 1.6 steals per game. At number four, we got Joel Embiid, um, who has just been balling for the uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, 24.6 points per game, 11.8 rebounds per game, 3.3 assists per game, 1.8 blocks per game, 1.1 steals per game. And at number five, Chef himself, Steph Curry, 29.6 points per game. 29.6 points per game, yep. 5.1 rebounds per game, 6.3 assists per game, and one steal per game. Now, 
There are some people that I'd throw onto this list other than Paul George. I like the rest of the list. There are plenty of people that I think are deserving of that spot for Paul George. The numbers might change if you take Paul George out of that race. Um, at this point in the season, I think there there can be plenty of guys that deserve this uh, spot in the top five more than Paul George. I think Jason Tatum de- deserves a top five spot because he has just been balling for the Boston Celtics uh, before the season started. And, you know, I might be a little biased. I got a Celtics jersey in the back here if you're watching YouTube. Um, but, you know, the numbers don't lie. Jason Tatum has been playing out of his mind. I didn't expect the Celtics uh, to start out, you know, as decently as they did. You know, the Celtics lost uh, Gordon Hayward this offseason, but Jason Tatum has picked up right where he left off. So I think Jason Tatum deserves a top five spot in this MVP race. I think a guy um, quite possibly like Chris Paul could be in this conversation with the way he's been playing um, recently. I believe a guy like uh, Jamal Murray could even be in this conversation. But I think if I had to choose what the, immediately when I read this on NBA.com, when I saw these five people in the list of five for the MVP race, I immediately thought, why is Jason Tatum not a top in the top five for an MVP race? I like the addition of Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid has improved this year so far. Um, the, the Philadelphia 76ers have improved. This year so far, Doc Rivers, great addition. I like the move. Um, you know, he's he's one of the best coaches in the league, um, and and it, and it shows because he's been he's been in the league for so long. Um, but I like the addition of Embiid. He's just been straight balling. The the the, the, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers have been balling. So um, Embiid, I like Steph Curry. He's he put up 62 the other night. You know, Steph Curry's always going to be in the MVP conversation because he's. Steph Curry. You know, as long as Steph Curry is in the league, I, I'd say he's in the MVP conversation, at least top 10, um, because he's the greatest shooter we've ever seen in the NBA. Uh, and, I, and I can and I will stand by that every day of the week if I have to, that, you know, Steph Curry is the best shooter we've ever seen in the NBA with Larry Bird at a close second. Um, but yeah, those are your top five for the MVP race. Um, if I had to pick somebody now that I thought was going to win the MVP race, it's going to be the guy that I thought was going to win the MVP race before the season started, and that's Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic continues to improve in this league, um, he's, and he's so young, and that's what's going to make the Mavericks lethal. You know, everybody wants to talk about the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns, because they got Chris Paul. Chris Paul's a bit older, right? The Phoenix Suns are good now. The Phoenix Suns are in a win-now position. The Dallas Mavericks are in a win, not only a win now position where they could be an underdog, they're in a win in the future position. You got two young guys leading that team in Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic. These two guys are going to lead the Mavericks to a championship at some point. I, I'm going to sit here and I will call it now that Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis are going to lead the Dallas Mavericks to a championship, if not in the next, may, may, well, you know, I'll, I'll guarantee it. I'll say in the next 10 years, Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis are holding that Larry O'Brien trophy. That's how much faith I have at this point in Luka Doncic's career because the numbers just continue to improve year by year. And Kristaps Porzingis is a top 10 center in the league, in my in my opinion. And, and, you know, sometimes he plays power forward. I think you could make the argument that Kristaps Porzingis is a top 20 player in the league. Um, and not only that, they got a ton – of role players on that team. Uh, Jalen Brunson has the uh, ability to develop on that team. Um, 
and, and you know, just so many more weapons. I mean, this Dallas Mavericks team is in prime position to win in the future. They may not win it this year. They may not win the championship this year. They're going to go to the playoffs this year. They may not even go to the, the Western Conference Finals this year. But the Dallas Mavericks are a team to watch going forward, in my opinion. That's that's, And, you know, some people might disagree. Some people might say um, someone like Tatum, you know, might, but I, I still say Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis are going to take the lead by storm. They're, they're going to be the next LeBron and Wade, in my opinion. I mean, obviously not with, you know, they, the, the play styles are a bit different. But I want to point something out, too. Um, absolute legend of the game, um, future Hall of Famer, Paul Pierce pointed something out on NBA TV. Paul Pierce said that Luka Doncic reminds him of him and and their styles. And, I and you know, watching Luka Doncic, I completely agree. You know, Paul Pierce is was someone that could get it, that could almost get it all done. You know, Paul Pierce was the guy you wanted on the court. Um, Paul Pierce was a guy um, in 2008 when you had Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce on that team. They interviewed Kevin Garnett after that game, or after a game, and they said, and they said, what was the strategy tonight? Kevin Garnett said, give the ball to Paul Pierce and get the uh, HE double hockey sticks out of the way. Um, so that, that's the kind of attitude I can see someone like Kristaps having with Luca, get, get the ball to Luca and get out of the way. Right. You know, obviously, you know, that's, that's a little over-exaggerated, but that's the kind of player that Luca is. Luca can do it all for you. Um, LeBron in the top five, you know, that's always going to happen. LeBron's getting a little older. He's either 36 or 37. I can't remember now. I think he might've just turned 37. Um, but he's still, you know, a great athlete. You know, he's still in the top five of the MVP race. He's still uh, in prime position to lead the Lakers to at least going to the finals this year. There are some teams that could stop them. Don't get me wrong. There are some teams that could stop them. But, you know, LeBron continues to ball out season after season after season. He is one of the greatest players we have seen in NBA history, and he will go down as a top top seven player in NBA history, I think. Um, and obviously, I mentioned Steph Curry, and I mentioned Paul George. Um, so let's get to some games uh, to talk about uh, from last night, Thursday night. Big game, uh, the Nets and the Sixers, I think two of the front runners um, in the Eastern Conference right now. If not, you know, you know, and I had them going in before the season. I, I saw that the Sixers got Doc Rivers, and, you know, I said, wow, that's a great pickup. And obviously Katie and Kyrie. But I want to point something out because this might be a little troublesome for the Sixers. The Nets won this game. They won it 122-109, to and their leading scorers. Let's look at their leading scorers first. Joel Embiid had 20 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists. Karis LeVert for Brooklyn had 22 points, 7 rebounds, 10 assists. Notice that I did not mention Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving as a top scorer, and here's why. Kevin Durant, he's out. Um, with, uh, COVID, he, had, he was near someone that had COVID. He had the quarantines. Uh, so he's out quarantining. Kyrie Irving was out for personal reasons. Um, you know, no one knows what he was out for. He said he was out for personal reasons. Point being the Brooklyn Nets beat the Sixers by 12 without their two stars, right? So what does that tell you 
about the Philadelphia 76ers, a team that basically has rolled over the Eastern Conference in the first seven games. You know, obviously you're going to have a bad game here and there, but this was a game that the Sixers should have won. This might be a little bit more important than people think when you look at a game like this. Um, you know, the, the Sixers have improved tremendously, but th- this might be this might be a trouble warning. Um, let, let's look at some of these teams right now in the Eastern Conference. I can see I can see a team like Boston being a threat to the Sixers. I can see a team like the Bucks being a threat to the Sixers. I can see a team like the Heat being a threat to the Sixers. I can see a team like the Raptors being a threat to the Sixers if the, if this continues. You know, before this game, I had utter faith in the Philadelphia 76ers. I thought they were one of the best teams in the league. After last night, not so much looking at the 76ers. Solely because they lost by 12 to the Nets, who didn't have Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. That's that's a little, you know, that raises some red flags in my book. Um, but, you know, obviously they're still a playoff team. Obviously, they're still a contender in the Eastern Conference. We'll see if they can pick it up uh, just a little bit. Um, next game that I want to talk about is, let me see here. Yes, the Dallas Mavericks are now 4-4 four and four of the Denver Nuggets, who are now 3-5, and 124-117. This game went into overtime. Luka Doncic. That is a bad man. 38 points, 9 rebounds, 13 assists. And he went head-to-head with Nikola Jokic. He put up 38, 11, and 4. 11 rebounds, that is. Um, my word, what a battle. This this has the contender. This is a contention ship to be game of the year. I mean, you got a guy like Luka Doncic and a guy like Nikola Jokic. These are two of the younger stars in the league, and these guys are going to be the people that carry the league into the next generation. These guys are fun to watch. This game goes in overtime. Mavericks get the win. Mavericks are now 4-4. Four and four. And the Mavericks, like I said, are a team that I can see coming from behind and possibly making the Western Conference Finals, if not making the finals um, this year. This is a team that is going – again, I said, this is a team that's going to be deadly this year. This is a team that is just – look out for the Dallas Mavericks. And they're under the radar, too. That makes me, you know, you know how much confidence that adds when people aren't confident in you, especially in a major sports league? That adds an enormous amount of confidence when you got people that don't believe in the Dallas Mavericks. They're flying under the radar right now, and they're, and they're winning some games. They may have started, they may have started out uh, bad in the season. They may have started out losing a couple games, but they brought it back to 4-4, four and four, and it's a young season. I'm telling you what, Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis, don't mess with that duo. You're, don't underestimate that duo. They are going to be, you know, the duo to beat for years to come. Years to come. So, and uh, as far as the Denver Nuggets go, they're 3-5. and five. Again, it's a young season. Denver Nuggets are another young team to look out for. Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, uh, Michael Porter Jr., Paul Millsap. They got a good team uh, in there with them. Gary Harris, um, this, is, this is a team that you don't want to mess with either. You know, these are two of the powerhouse Western Conference teams coming up. And you notice I don't put the Lakers in that conversation or a team like, again, a team like the Suns because it's the exact same point. LeBron's 37. Chris Paul is also up there in age. 
The Lakers and the Suns are a win-now team. When LeBron leaves, and, and you know some people may disagree with me on this, when LeBron leaves, the Lakers aren't going to be good anymore. Anthony, they'll have Anthony Davis, but the Lakers won't be good anymore. I'd have trouble believing that the Lakers would be a playoff team when LeBron leaves. Because let, let, let's look at this, right? Before Anthony Davis was in L.A., LeBron missed the playoffs for the first time in, what was it, 18 years? He missed the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. So who's to say that when LeBron leaves, that Anthony Davis is going to be able to carry the team? Because I think right now LeBron's a better player than Anthony Davis. I mean, I mean, you know, anything's possible. They might be able to slip in into Nate seed. But again, two with the Suns. When Chris Paul leaves, you're going to have Aiton and you're going to have Devin Booker. That's a playoff team. It's not a championship team, though, to me. They need, they need one more piece. And, you know, maybe they can pick it up in the draft. But I'm telling you that the Dallas Mavericks are the future of the league. That is just plain and simple. The Dallas Mavericks are the future of the league. And, you know, if someone can prove me wrong, I you know, be my guest. But, again, the numbers don't lie for themselves. Dallas Mavericks, they, they, they're going to be coming. Um, and, and, like I said, the Denver Nuggets, too, they're another young team that's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the Western Conference. Uh, let me make sure that that was the – oh, okay. Uh, the Spurs over the Lakers. Um, the Spurs are now 4-4. Four four, the Lakers are now 6-3. and three. 118-109. LaMarcus Aldridge had 28 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. LeBron scored 27 points, 6 rebounds, and 12 assists. Excuse me. Um, 118-109. Again, you're going to lose some games in this league. Spurs are 4-4. Four four. They're not the best team in the league right now. Lakers are one of the best teams in the league right now. But again, you're going to lose some games, right? Um, it's the same thing with the Sixers. It's a little troublesome. It's a little, it raises some red flags. Um... But it's not. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I still think the Lakers are going to um, be competing for that Western Conference title um, when it's all said and done. Um, you know, everybody's going to have losses in this in this uh, in this uh, season. In the you know, in the NBA, you can't sweat a loss. It, it's not like the NFL where one loss can change an entire season, right? Granted, at the end of the, at the end of the year, if you're if you're playing for a playoff spot. That's when things get a little um, crazy, when one win could change your season in the NBA. But early on like this, um, one loss isn't going to change much. Uh, the Lakers are still a force to be reckoned with in this league <laughs> presently. Um, and those were, the, those were the three games I wanted to go over uh, from last night. Also, some big news before I look at the conferences, you know, Markel Fultz has been the leader of this Magic squad, who are now six and two, uh, number two in the West in the Eastern Conference. Um, Markel Fultz is done for the year, towards ACL, um, and it's a shame to see that because you know Markel Fultz improved so much uh, since last year. He was playing very very well, and it's just really a shame to see someone like Markel Fultz um, and his season end so quickly. Um, hopefully, maybe the Magic can get back in the playoffs, and maybe Markel Fultz. Um, can play in the playoffs, um, but it, it, it's it's just a shame that Markel Fultz um, got injured like this after having such a great start to the season. Um, let's look at these conference standings, though. This is going to be one of our last uh, segments here. 
In the Eastern Conference, we got the Sixers, who are now seven and one at number one. The Magic at two, six and two. Pacers at three, six and two. Celtics at four, five and three. Knicks at five, four and three. They're surprising a lot of people this year. At uh, at number six, the Bucks are four and three, and at number seven, the Hawks are four and three, and finally at number eight, the Nets are four and four, and the Nets are going to improve. The Nets are going to move up, uh, and I'll start. Ta- I'll start with talking about the Eastern Conference. I think the Knicks are going to drop. I think the Nets are going to move up. I think the uh, I think the Cavaliers are the Cavaliers are nine right now. They're gonna, they're going to stay down. I think Pacers are going to drop. But but while we're talking about the Celtics, I do want to talk about something um, with the Celtics. They won. The other night, I believe they beat the they beat the Heat, and you know, I rarely ever say this about a guy, and you go, and again, I may be a little biased um, when I say this, but I watched that I watched the back end of that game. This guy for the Boston Celtics, Peyton Pritchard, off the bench, is a scrappy young player, and I like to see it. This is a guy who has potential, okay, to be a starter. In the future years in Boston, this could be. This is a guy that has the potential to be the future of the Boston Celtics. Peyton Pritchard, look out for this guy. He scores the game winner, um, and he's been making noise this year. He, he sort of come out of nowhere. I believe they drafted him this year, but he's making noise right now. Um, and he could be he could be a big star in the future of this Boston Celtics organization. You hear some noise about maybe trading Jalen Brown um, for James Harden, and you could be, you know. And, and, you know, if they trade a guy like Jalen Brown and someone else for uh, James Harden, you know, Pritchard is going to have a bigger role in this Celtics organization. And, again, I before the season started, and I'm a Celtics fan, I did not see the Celtics, you know, playing as good as they are right now. The Celtics are surprising me a little bit with the way they're playing. They're playing scrappy. They're playing hungry. Um, and, and this is like – this is, this is some good basketball that I'm seeing out of Boston right now. But I just wanted to throw that out there. I watched that Heat game the other night. Peyton Pritchard, man, he is the guy to watch in Boston right now. Um, and, I, and I rarely ever say that about a guy coming off the bench, too. But, you know, Celtics fans, take notice of this guy, Peyton Pritchard, coming off the bench. I like to see it. Um, but, again, I think the Knicks are going to drop. I think the Bucks are going to move up. I think the Hawks are a force to be reckoned with this year. I think they're an underdog. Um, in the uh, in the Eastern Conference, and this is uh, you know, the Hawks are going to move up. I, I can see them quite possibly moving up to. They're at seven now. I could see them moving up to uh, five or six, at least one or two spots. Trey Young playing very very well this season. He's improving. Uh, he's another young star in this league. Clint Capella. He might be under. He might be underrated, guys. I don't know. Clint Capella might be an underrated center. Uh, in this league, he might be uh, someone to watch. Um, and just that 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 Hawks team as a whole, as a whole, they're another team that plays scrappy. And you know that's that's a fort. They could be a force to be reckoned with uh, in the NBA. Obviously, the Nets are going to move up, and the Pacers are probably going to drop the Sixers. And the Sixers, I think, might drop one or two spots by the end of the year. But I think the Sixers are going to be a top team in the East. Um, before we move to the Western Conference, we got a comment. Lex says, who do you think will make it to the Super Bowl? Uh, Lex, thank you for that comment. I've said it all year. Uh, we're going to – let me go off course a little bit um, with the NBA. Um, I'll, I'll talk about the Western Conference in one second. I do want to respond to this comment. Uh, so Lex says, uh, who do I think will make the Super Bowl? And Lex, uh, thank you for that question. 
I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to make it to the Super Bowl, and I think they will be playing the New Orleans Saints. Um, we'll have to see. I, that's that's why I'm taking it one week at a time, right? This, this wild card weekend, things could change, and I don't want to have my predictions, you know, be completely wrong. Then I won't have anything to talk about in the coming weeks. Um, but Lex, to answer your question, I see the Chiefs and the Saints playing, and I give the edge to the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win their second straight Super Bowl. Uh, thank you for that question, and thank you for tuning in. Uh, now to the Western Conference of the uh, the NBA, and ironic that the that the uh, the two teams that I was talking about are the two teams that are atop the Western Conference right now: the Suns and the Lakers. Now these two teams, again, I said I said it before, they are good teams presently. They are going to be good now. They are, they are win now teams. Chris Paul, great player now. LeBron James, great player now. But they're a little bit older, right? They're going to be leaving soon. Um, but I but I said that enough. Um, give me one second. Okay, so we got Clippers. The Clippers are at three. Uh, the Pelicans are at four. The Jazz are at five. The Warriors are at six. The Blazers are at seven. The King, and the Kings are at eight. Oh no, the Blazers and the Kings are tied for seventh at four and four. A team that's really surprised me in the Western Conference this year, the New Orleans Pelicans. They really are. Zion Williamson. Alonzo uh, Ball, J.J. Redick, they got a lot of weapons there. Brandon Ingram's playing out of his mind. Um, so I think the Pelicans can move up to a – could actually sit at that top five spot. Um, and a team that's not in the conversation right now, they're at nine, the Mavericks. I think that the Mavericks can move up to a top six spot. I think the Mavericks could end up being the sixth seed. Um, let's see, what else? I think the Suns are going to stay in that, in that uh, top four spot. And I think the Clippers are, might drop a little bit. I think the Jazz might drop a little bit. And I think the Warriors might drop a little bit. Um, we'll have to see. I think the Blazers are showing some promise. They might move up a little bit. Um, but again, we'll have to see. And uh, that is my that, that was my last topic for today, guys. Um, so that was a quick and easy show, at least on my end. But I'm glad I got the show in. I'm glad I get to bring this to you guys uh, twice a week. Now we're, we're, we're rocking and rolling. We got two leagues going right now. Um, so if, if you guys enjoyed this podcast and this NBA show and you want to see more just like it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, um, hit that, smash that like button for me and, uh, you know, go ahead and, uh, tune in on Spotify, Anchor, Google podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, uh, every Wednesday and Friday, um, Wednesdays again will be my NBA or my NFL show. And, uh, Friday will be my NBA show right here on YouTube. I'll be live streaming it. Um, and again, you know, thank you to everybody for the support. Um, when I started this a couple months ago, I've gotten so much support. Um, Lex, thank you for the sub. Um, man, it's it's just it's crazy. Um, and I thank everybody for the support. Um, but again, you know, Wednesday, every Wednesday and Friday, tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, or go ahead and hop in the live on YouTube. You can interact with me with our live chat. This has been your edition of the RS Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys.